After a long, deep sleep, he awoke and readied himself. He had been searching and looking, but nothing had satisfied, nothing was worthy. And on that beautiful day of joy, he stood waiting, his hands shaking, he's nervous, filled with wonder and excitement. He was handsome, well-groomed, he was created in the image of his father. He knew he was loved, he knew he was delighted in. Then all of a sudden she appears. What beauty. The father escorting her down the aisle of the garden. She was beautiful, created in the image of her father. She glows with glory. As for the man, he's shedding tears of happiness and joy as she walks down the aisle. All creation is rejoicing with excitement, shouting with loud cries of gladness, clapping with fervor, singing the goodness of the Lord. And as a man and woman meet face to face, as they look one another in the eyes, with the biggest smile, he exclaims, ah, this one at last is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. And the two become one. This cute couple with so many hopes and dreams are beloved by one another, but more importantly, they're beloved by their father, their creator. They had their rich inheritance, all provided for them. They lacked nothing. They were rich in their father's joy, rich in their father's happiness, rich in their father's fulfillment, his glory, his love. But then they were tempted. They were falsely encouraged to grasp for the forbidden fruit. They grasp for divinity. But they grasp for divinity apart and in opposition to the Divine Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They grasp for something beyond them. It's not theirs to have. They grasp. They capture. They take it to themselves. And they commune with the forbidden fruit. What is the fruit of this fruit? Loneliness, domination, fear, pain, worry, anxiety, depression, hopelessness, division, hatred, isolation, condemnation, emptiness. The greatest love story that was to be told ending in disaster. The happily ever after turning into the never ending unhappiness. Far from the Father, far from joy, Far from the love that unites them, animates them, gives them life, inside they have died. You may ask, why such a depressing story, Father, on the morning of Christmas? Well, my brothers and sisters, this is our story. This is us. But today, today we celebrate history. Or better yet, today we celebrate his story. Because in the fullness of time, in the dead of night, a life, a child was born. The remedy is revealed. The incarnation is unveiled. The word who was with God, the word who was, who was God from all eternity, he speaks. For our sake, he cannot be silent. For our sake, he cannot be quiet. 
He speaks tenderly to mankind, to humanity, to his bride, to his creation. And with the biggest smile on his face, he says, bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. The word becomes flesh and dwells among us. My brothers and sisters, the incarnation is not a cute fairy tale. The incarnation is the divine grasping for humanity. The birth of our Savior is the moment when we celebrate that God has grasped mankind. Mankind who has turned his back on the Father. The incarnation is the moment when divinity, God grasps humanity, captures it, takes it to himself, and communes with it, and the two become one flesh forever in a person. A person who has a name, a person who speaks, a person who touches, the person of Jesus Christ. The child is born, and now all of heaven is rejoicing with excitement, shouting with loud cries of gladness, clapping with fervor, singing the goodness of the Lord, praising God with the words, glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. The new Adam, Jesus Christ, born to take away the sin of the first Adam. The new Eve, Mary, chosen to be the instrument by which he comes to earth. When the new Adam, Jesus Christ, enters the human scene, he enters history to unfold his story, the greatest love story ever told. He comes not to bring the fruit of sin, but the fruit of salvation. How do we know this? Because by his very birth, he's laid in a manger. But what is a manger other than a nice word for a feeding trough? A feeding trough for the animals that laid around him. A feeding trough for the laid not apples, but wheat. The beginning of bread. At the moment of his birth, he foretells that he comes to bring the fruit of salvation. And what is the fruit of salvation other than the Holy Eucharist? The wheat that has fallen to the ground and died so as to become the bread of life. Yes, our Lord comes to the hungry. He comes to those who hunger for more in this life. Those who hunger for truth. Those who hunger for joy. Those who hunger for love, for hope, for meaning, for holiness. And he speaks tenderly to his bride, to you and to me. And he says, don't grasp after those things anywhere. Come to me, for I have come to you. I am Emmanuel, God with us. Today, my brothers and sisters, we're invited by the Lord of Lords, who was a baby, a child, to come to the altar where the Father's arms are open wide to us, the very Father we have turned our back on. And He calls you to come, not to grasp, but to receive. And like our Lord who is laid in a manger, so now he comes to you and he's laid in your hands. Or he's laid on your tongue. 
And he's wrapped in the swaddling appearance of bread. He comes to be the fruit of your salvation, one on a tree. He comes to bring you joy. He comes to bring you hope. He comes to bring you meaning, happiness. He comes to bring you his love. This is why we are celebrating today. This is the true reason for the season. And so I ask you, will you let this Christmas be another one that comes and goes, letting your story triumph? Will you let this Christmas just be another fairy tale season? Or will you let your God, your Lord, enter into the scene of your life? Will you let your old self, your former ways, become history? Will you surrender? Will you choose this day to let the new Adam, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Word made flesh, grasp you, capture your heart, take you to himself, and commune with you? Today, we have a choice to make. Will you let your story become God's story? Will you let your story become His story?